Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. Hey, this is the WCHL podcast, and I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world. He is the ice technician extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the general manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey Club, and the head pom pom cheerleader for OU Hockey. It's Andrew Majak Earth. Andrew, say hello to the peeps. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Andrew, how are you doing on this uh, fine evening while we oh, get ready to broadcast our podcast? I am just glorious sitting here. Just glorious? You're sitting in the ambiance of your, uh, what? how many Christmas trees do you have up now? Three, six, I, seven? I turned that damn tree off. It was glaring on my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> but Good for you. To, to make it official, four oh. Christmas trees, two Christmas villages, I'm sitting here looking at my outdoor lights turned on and burning in all their glory out here. So, yeah, we are full swing Christmas here at the Major Earth household. Oh, I am so sorry. You know, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving is a week away. I'm looking forward to all the food. I have a list. I have a list around here somewhere of all the stuff I need to get. I'll, I'll be going out to the grocery store this weekend. Oh, gross. Oh, and I got a 25-pound turkey sitting in the fridge. Or not in the fridge, mm. but in the freezer. Mm-mm-mm. All right, I'm out. Kids, kids will be coming home. The house will be full. It'll smell great. Our bellies will be full. We'll, we won't smell great, but uh, we'll be full of turkey. Good times. Good times. I am out on the Thanksgiving food. All right. All right. <laughs> well, hey, Andrew, we, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of games that just happened here over the weekend. I think every team was in every, uh, was in play. Every team. So uh, let, let's get right to it. And let's start with some non-conference games. What do you say? I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, to to start, we're gonna let's talk about McKendry at Central Oklahoma, uh, simply because those are non-conference games, and I don't want to appear like we're favoring your Oklahoma team since they. I don't want to start with them, right? Yeah, can't been, start with those guys, right? I've been accused of bias towards Oklahoma, and uh, I've also been yeah. accused of bias against. So, uh, anyways, I don't. Uh, let's be fair and objective. Um, I'm in. I'm in. McKendry from the B Conference came all the way down to play uh, the University of Central Oklahoma at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena, and it was an ugly weekend for McKendry. It, it was ugly. Final scores were thirteen to two and seven to one. And, Andrew, this was a unique weekend because they only played five periods of hockey, yet there are two W's on the board for UCO. What do you think? Very, very unique, right? I'm telling you, crazy. Uh, that, you know, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, Friday night shots were 57 to 9. Oh, oh. I, I turned it on. <laughs> I turned it on to watch it from uh, Casa de Comish. And I look. I could see the scoreboard. You know, I have to mute the UCO broadcast uh, for, for reasons we won't talk about. But um, every now and then, when the uh, when the when the scoreboard would come in, I saw the shots, and it was like twenty five to two. Oh, and I thought, I thought I thought that can't be right. Oh. Then sh- 
oh sure enough i saw the uh i saw the score sheet when it got sent to me later and i was like oh it was right oh my gosh oh no oh, 57 to 9 like Ooh. what a what a snooze fest six they, uh, six six to one after the first period 13 to two after two periods the amazing part out of all of this even though it's point night for uco the amazing part on friday night was there was still a knucklehead who uh actually there were two knuckleheads on uco's team uh one fought and got a dq and the next guy uh grabbed a face mask grabbed a handful of face mask and pulled the dq it's, a, it's amazing isn't it I, I mean it's 13 the game it was 13 to 2 andrew the, but all of this garbage happened in the second period the game was already well in order it was like six or eight to one something like that when all this garbage started happening there was a fight between a McKendry and a UCO guy, and uh, they got DQ'd, and then there was a like a not a wrestling match, but a you know one guy grabbed the face mask, and the other one you know gave him the old face wash on the other guy's face mask. He tried to grab yeah. it, but all he got was a wash. So and I and I could be wrong. Uh, Cartwright was the UCO guy that that got kicked out Friday night mm-hmm. on the fight. Did he not have trouble the weekend before at, East, at Iowa State? I don't remember. I, I'd I have to go back and the, I'd have to yeah, go back and look. Yeah, I don't remember. It was I don't remember either. It, that just sticks out to my in my memory for some reason. It just, um, it, you know, as as uh, someone from the outside, I'm not a hockey guy. You know, I've been told that many, many, many times. <laughs> we, we have been told that a lot that we're not hockey guys. Yes, um, but you would just think on point night when it's in, when there's just a serious mismatch. Um, and I understand Coach Rivera is not going to let uh, let his foot off the throttle. I get that. I 100% get that. But you would also yep. think that the kids would understand, man, if you're going to get kicked out of a game, if you're going to get a DQ, get your money's worth and don't do it against get. an inferior team. Exactly. That's that's kind of my mindset. If you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sorry. McKendra's just outclassed this weekend. It was, uh, thir- yep. like I said, 13-2, to 7-1 in the second game. Second game's called after two periods because both of McKendry's goaltenders got injured. And uh, McKendry uh, did not, on the advice of the medical folks, McKendry uh, did not come out to play the third period. So, um, you know, luckily here, no... Um, like no no dqs or anything but still just i mean what's that 20 goals in five yeah, periods 20, of play yeah 20 to 20 to 3 oh they, and saturday night wasn't going much better because you know they had 36 shots after two periods so it wasn't yeah, yeah. it's not like it was getting any better it was just going downhill quickly there right yep, it really was I, I mean to be honest i was i was really surprised that uh McKendry scored, but I get you know on, on both nights. But they had to get power play goals on both nights. Yep, yep. Um, and, and if you look at the score sheet, you know, good for Coach Rivera. I mean, he played. It looked like he dug into the well there a little bit and and got some kids some playing time. He did. He did indeed. Uh, you know, goaltenders that we don't normally see were out there and all that. So so good for him for mixing it up and and giving some other kids a chance, right? Yep. Yeah. Just uh, anyways, just an ugly weekend. Um, I mean. I guess at that point in time, you're grateful that you got away with uh, no injuries. But um, yeah, I I was I was just aghast when I saw that there were a couple of DQs on there, and I get it. I mean, I'm an old fart, uh, and and I get it. You're in, involved in an emotional game, but there's a time and a place. You know, if you're going to get booted, get booted when you're playing in Iowa State or Lindenwood or 
Yep. You know, in Arizona, a, a, a UNLV a rivalry game, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go, a rivalry game, something like that. Not against a laydown. Against, I mean, come on, let's let's call it what it is. UCO won those games before they even started. Yeah, they they were they were finished before they even got started. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of a waste of a DQ, in in my opinion. But um, yep, no, I don't disagree. Oh well, no oh, well. All right, well, hey, um, so f- people. I, I wonder what the people in the stands thought when they announced that the uh, that McKendry wasn't coming back for the third period of play. I don't like, know if what? Are, are you angry or are you relieved? Yeah, are you like, oh my god, I'm done watching that, or yeah, are you like, I want to see another period of this action? You I know? mean, there, how, we've all been in games where you're like, oh please, clock run, please just yeah, run. Yeah, and, yeah, quit stopping it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we all want to go home. So uh, I, that's why I'm, I'm I'm curious if it was a instance of. What the heck? Or thank God. Yeah, or, thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness that just happened. <laughs> oh, anyways. All right. So, hey, UCO takes uh, two from the B Conference and uh, not surprised. Your Oklahoma Sooners headed out on the road and they went all the way down to scenic Pelham, Alabama. Pelham, Alabama. Andrew, have you ever been to Pelham, Alabama? I have not made that road trip yet. You're a lucky man, I think. You're a very lucky yeah. man. That's kind of the consensus I'm hearing. You called it, though. Last week, we asked you what you thought was going to happen, even though you're a homer, and you said you expected a split, and that's exactly what happened. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm two for two here so far on, the, uh, <laughs> on my predictions. Man, don't break your arm. Don't break your arm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, uh, you called it, and on Friday night, Alabama wins four to three, and on Saturday, Oklahoma – no, I'm sorry, Alabama wins three to two, and then uh, yep. Oklahoma wins the next night four to three. The uh... – how about that? The, uh, <laughs> there, there, there we go. How about that? Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. No, it's, you know, that's a couple of games that, uh, that should have been a two wins for Oklahoma as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The, uh, a little lacking in production and power play. You know, we, we talk about it a lot around here, right? Special, special teams. You live in, you live by the sword, you die by the sword with special teams. And, and special teams bit Oklahoma because they were up one to nothing on Friday night, and they allowed a shorthanded breakaway goal to uh, to tie the game up in the first. And Oklahoma had had an awful lot of momentum. Well, I you know what I say that it was maybe it was zero zero, and that's where Alabama got their first goal. Yeah. R- regardless, Oklahoma had a lot of momentum going, yep, and then well. yep. and then Alabama just you know. The, the momentum just swung wildly with that shorthanded goal on a little breakaway and um boom next thing you know it was uh you know they 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 just i don't know it was just kind of crazy how, yeah. watching it the no, you know it never seemed like oklahoma had had real grasp on friday night uh after that shorthanded goal got scored in the first period yeah, and, and you look i mean tons of power play opportunities and all that stuff and they just couldn't capitalize and no it really came back to bite them the uh, close game we talk about it all the time here, right? You close game, you pump in a couple power play goals. That's more than likely going to put you over the edge in most of these, right? Mm-hmm. And make you a winner. And and they couldn't do it. They were started off the season a little hot with the power play, and and they have been a little lackluster here of late. So, a couple things they need to get figured out and uh, go from there. And then on Friday night they figured it out. I mean Saturday they figured it out. They uh, they scored. They got a power play goal of their own uh, to yep. to you know get things going. And uh, hey, to their credit, they ended up uh, they won the game. So uh, pretty good. The the one thing that stood out to me um, was the uh, the timing of some of these goals. I don't know if it was just lazy scorekeeping 
or if it was actually just kismet. But Oklahoma scored at the two-minute mark of the second, the two-minute mark of the third, and Alabama scored at the one-minute mark, I think, of the second period. Yeah. Uh, no, one minute of the third period. And I'm thinking, how does that – I mean, it rarely, uh, if ever, happens. I am – Probably thinking that this is probably some messed up scorekeeping, right? Yeah, because yeah. there's everything is happens to be right on the uh, everything happens to be right on Every, the minute. Yeah, everything is right there, even numbers, right? So hey, mm. it, it is what it is. But there's a couple things that stuck out here to me on Saturday night. One, it snapped a seven game losing streak by the Sooners there. Yeah, and then the other one is uh, number seven from Oklahoma. He scored four goals this weekend, so. You know, he's a kid that works hard and all that, so good to see him uh, finally get on the board there a couple R- times. He scored four goals? Two goals Friday and two goals Saturday. Wow, that's impressive. What's the kid's yeah. name? Brendan Sinclair. Look at that. Brendan Sinclair. So, yeah, I, so good for him. He popped in a couple, so it's good to see him kind of getting back, getting in the swing of things. Now, so. Andrew, I have to ask you, because in looking at the score <laughs> sheet, I did see a familiar name. <laughs> um, there's a goaltender. Number one, all the Oklahoma guys are listed as goaltenders. I like that too. Um, yeah, there are, yeah, there is like six of them. In the <laughs> and then it looks like they all started. So, and but, I don't know why either. I don't know. I, I know. I, I know why. I think we got it corrected. Okay. Um, but uh, I did see the return of number ninety, Phil Babb, to the uh, to the Oklahoma roster. Uh, what, what can you tell us there? Uh, and give yeah. us the clean version. He's he he may or may not be with the Sooners. We'll see. <laughs> he's on the score sheet for two games in alabama and he may or may not be with the team i love it i'll tell you i'll tell you after the weekend here uh, <laughs> oh boy uh, sounds like it's a very fluid situation even currently all i yeah. all i know is he he was your goaltender he was oklahoma's goaltender for uh what the previous two seasons yep. uh before covid and then he wasn't with the team to start and uh then i saw his name on the score sheet at alabama and i thought oh wow okay cool yeah, he yeah, must have come he, on out. Yeah, he he is back. So we're, All right. we're glad to we're glad to have him. He's a good little player. So we'll see what happens there. You know, I've always wondered what would happen if we started a whole lineup of just goaltenders and everybody right, just, just just lined six of them up across the go, across the blue line there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, in front of well, or in front of the net. I mean, and just let everybody take shots on you for sixty minutes. I mean, I doubt one is going to get through, and then you can you're probably going to get a chance to pop one long distance. Um, it's, you know, to, it, to get that empty net goal. Cause you know, the other team, once they see six goaltenders in the, in the crease, they're, they're just gonna, they're going to pull their goaltender and put six guys, six shooters out there on you. Do you, do you remember? And that reminds me, do you remember when we were in Chicago that time and, and coach Arvanitas played that one, three, one trap against, a not remember, like William Patterson or something like that. Yeah. And you remember, and they couldn't get across their own blue line for like, seven or eight minutes it was against robert morris pennsylvania was it robert morris i knew it was yep. up that tournament i couldn't remember who it was but yep. remember they couldn't they, <laughs> they couldn't get out of their own zone could not cross the blue line or the red line for like eight or nine minutes yep. and they just sat back and just like bring it on boys i thought you're gonna, i thought you're gonna bring up the kansas goaltender who weighed about 400 pounds and literally took up I would say graciously estimated 95% of the four by six that is the net. Ugh. I mean, the kid, when he leaned over, everything fell out and he, I, there might've been a top corner to aim at, but uh, he, I know this was probably 10, maybe longer, 10, 12 years ago. 
he was just a fat galoot. And I'm telling you <laughs> what, when he, you could not get his, he was not spry. He was not nimble. He was not, he was, he was Jabba the Hutt in net is what he was. <laughs> he stood back there and good luck. He, he, he must've been the most bruised player in the ACHA because he took pucks off of every piece of his body, but he only allowed one or two goals um the whole weekend i mean i think we won the games like one to nothing and two to one that's that's fantastic and, and it was you know the only reason they, they had success was because that guy was just so freaking gigantic i was stunned they had goalie gear that fit him yeah that's great but uh I mean, well yeah all those kansas guys all those big 12 schools that have those d3 teams they reached out like hey we should do a big 12 tournament <laughs> and i was like uh and they reached out to me. I, I got a message. And then uh, whoever runs the Iowa State social media, they got a message too. Yeah. And we were both kind of like, um, you guys take it and run with it. That's right. We'll, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. you, you, got, you kids go off to the kid table. Let us yeah, adults exactly. play hockey over here. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I told them. I was like, yeah, you guys have fun. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. All right. So Andrews, Oklahoma Sooners get off the schneid. They break, what would you say, seven games? Seven-game losing streak Seven-game losing streak snapped. Good for you, and um, we'll see if it continues. We'll see. Hopefully uh, it does. <laughs> there, there's the head cheerleader coming out right there. <laughs> all right, the rest of the games are all WCHL games, and, boy, they were fun games. Um, let's yes. start. Grand Canyon went over across town to Tempe to take on uh, Arizona State at the coldest rink in the ACHA at Oceanside Ice. And I'm telling you what, Arizona State brought out the whooping stick on both nights. Yes, they did. Seven yes, they to did. two and nine to four, and the games were not as close as the scores indicate. Whoa! It was it was it was, uh, it was spirited, was it not? It was well, it was a little spirited, but uh, I mean, ASU unle- unloads for six goals in the second period on Friday night. Yes, and then on Saturday night. They, they they scored three goals in every period and they were just romping and then they just let the foot off took their foot off the gas. They're close at the end. It was nine to two. They let GCU score two more goals. Holy crap, Olivars. ASU just came undone. And it wasn't from the goals, uh, for, from the from the players you normally would think. When I think of Arizona yeah. State, I think of Elliott Plort, I think of uh, um, uh, Lackey. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, big old Hoffenkamp. Um, yeah. But holy, it was it was number two. Connor Tillman had a yeah, had, had yeah, a, hat trick and hat trick with an assist. We had four points Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it was. You like it when you see, and especially if you're Coach Green and you and you see some scoring from other guys than your top your top two or three, right? It makes you it makes you a little giddy inside, right? It does. It does. And um, I mean, defenseman and Kowalchuk, a defenseman and Wyatt Palmer. You know, we had. Um, uh, Niall Cooper, the broadcaster for ASU, we had him on uh, a, a late edition of the WCHL podcast last week, and yep. he was talking about Wyatt Palmer. And here he kid, number twenty five. Here he comes, and he yep, shows boom. out, and uh, he's all over the score sheet on Friday night, and all over the score sheet Saturday night. Yeah, what I, what I thought impressive was their first six goals Friday night ASU. Their first six were all power plays, <laughs> six in a row, and I'm like. And I'm like, you know what? That right there, that cements my point that I always, I always harp on these special teams things. And boom, right there, six of eleven, and and they blew the game wide open, right? Six, six out of eleven. What, Andrew? Here, I'm gonna do some quick math. Do some talking really quick. Yeah, that would be somewhere around uh, 55, 60 percent, wouldn't it? I didn't ask you to guess. Come on, I, I just, yeah. it's 54.5 percent. 
Ah, see, quick math, no calculator, right off my head, boom, 55%. <laughs> see? Andrew, the that's, walking iPhone right there. That's, that's how we do quick math at my house, by God. I was, uh, <laughs> what, what, a, what, a, what a deal. And, uh, and then, uh, then the next night it was, you know, Clayton Lackey comes out of a shell a little bit. Elliot Plord uh, does his thing yeah. and starts feeding yep. the puck to people. The, the usual specs, suspects show up and yeah it was it was just it was just wild um, Arizona State's normal goaltender is not uh, number one like Blake Biella um, it's uh, Garber who uh, is their mainstay now but uh, Coach Green gave Biella both both starts and he w- ended up winning yeah. both games yeah he played played well right damn right he did damn right yeah. he did yeah the thing the thing that sticks out to me here is you know the the discipline from Grand Canyon. If you're gonna if you're gonna hang with a team the caliber of Arizona State, you gotta you gotta show a little bit more discipline than than what they did this weekend, right? Yep. yep. And no, that's not a knock on them. That's just you know kind of pointing out the obvious. You can't you can't give a team that has that many weapons that many opportunities and and not die by the sword. You know. You know, Grand Canyon's a funny team because uh, they they're either getting blown out like the ASU games or like they were at, at Missouri State. Or they're just stunning people, and and yeah. like you know the Kasabowski kid, the goaltender, um, on Saturday night, he's you know he's standing on his head. That's what he had to do when Colorado came down to uh, uh, Arcadia to play them uh, yep. down there a couple of weeks ago, and that's what uh, he did when uh, they played U of A tw- uh, three times now, once up at Arcadia and twice th- down in Tucson. The kid stands on his head during those games, but. Um, yeah, you're, I think you're right. They, they're just kind of Jekyll and Hyde right now. Yeah, they kind of had a had some discipline issues, and hey, Arizona State, those kids know what to do, and they they jumped on it, right? And that they did. That they yeah. did. They're playing well after a rough start to the season. Um, ASU is uh, playing very very well. Yes, they are. So, uh, well, let's hope that continues. So there was two. There was a big sweep. Now, did you? I think you called a split on that one, didn't you? I think I might have. Yeah, I thought you did. I think, I think I did. All right. No, no, no. I called Arizona State because uh, you were giving me grief. I was. I called an ASU sweep. Yeah, and you said that uh, the GCU guys. Oh, oh that's take, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They listen to the podcast. Coach Roy listens every now and then, and he likes See? to give you grief. See, Nostradamus here. <laughs> that's, that's right. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the one where you did call a split, and it wasn't uh-huh. uh, because there were no more splits during the weekend. Uh, Colorado State ventured over to the Jordan Valley Ice Park to play the uh, third and fourth games of their series this year. Um, Missouri State took both games up at Epic in Fort Collins, and Missouri State takes both games on Friday and Saturday um, there at Epic. Uh, I, I mean, they're at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, and they were. Uh, it was Saturday. Friday was a lot closer than Saturday's game. How about that? Yeah, I was going to say Friday night was was a little close. You know, it was one one after two periods and then uh-huh. of course then Missouri State got their stuff together and came out and just blew the doors open in the third period for five goals it was it was tied it was tied with 10 minutes to go in the game yeah at, at three then, to three Missouri State gets a late goal and then uh, CSU pulls the goaltender to try to even up, even it up and Missouri State ends up with two empty net goals to turn a four to three game into a six to three game yeah so so way closer than the score looks yep the uh, how about Missouri State? Seventy-two shots on goal. Ooh, the goaltender who was in who was in net, Sam Simon, for CSU. He's not their normal. He's their he's their number two guy. Uh, Cross North is their number one guy. 
Uh, but Sam Simon, he was, I, I watched a lot of that game, and Simon was just insane. He was all over the place, and he kept CSU in it. Was there was there really 72 shots, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think so? All right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a shooting gallery, especially in the very first period. Um, it was lopsided, much like the uh, that UCL McKendry's thing was. Yeah. It was all just yeah. one-sided. So, yep, six to three on the first night, but two of those were empty net goals. And then the next night was uh, Missouri State just kind of came out and took charge of stuff and said, "Here, yeah. here's what we're going to do. And yeah. it yeah. was five to nothing. Uh, I, I mean, five to one late in the game, and they, they scored. Uh, CSU made it five to see uh, uh, Missouri State got a late power play goal to make it six to two. Game's over. Easy. But how about how about Missouri State on the weekend? 100, 118 shots total on the weekend. Tony, they like to play at home and they play very well at home, don't they? Well, that, that's a lot of pucks at the net right there. They had an issue on Friday night. I know their internet went down at their rink, and so they couldn't broadcast, they couldn't live score, they couldn't do an awful lot except play the game. Oh, and uh, uh, boy, did they play the game when the internet's down? That's when they got all those twenty three shots off, and uh, that poor Simon kid was just getting uh, he was under under fire. Yeah, uh, it's frustrating when you have stuff like that that happens out of your control, right? Yeah, yeah, and I know that the off ice folks were scrambling, you know, while the game was going on to try to get uh, yeah, stuff started it, back up again. But wow, yeah, if it was the place that's a little suspect and that happened, you'd be like, eh, really? But yeah, you know, those guys have it together up there. So if they said that's what happened, I would you have to believe them, right? So you're saying if it had happened at the Blazers Ice Center, we would go, hmm. Eh, did yeah, Andrew no, totally. <laughs> is 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 the internet down or did Andrew just turn it off? Yeah, yeah. What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, they uh, hey Missouri State's got it going on and uh, they're leading the conference. So uh, hey, good yes, for them. They, they, are. they they take all four games with CSU this season, and uh, they won't see the Rams ever again until uh, until next season. So hey, lucky them, and I guess the Rams will be glad for that too. Yeah, yeah, took four lumps on the head from those guys. Arizona went up to uh, Boulder to play in their crossover series. Um, as you know, everybody in the WCHL plays home and homes with everyone in their division. They do a crossover road game and a crossover home series. This is Arizona's crossover road series. It's Colorado's crossover home series. And uh, U of A took both games uh, from uh, from CU. Uh, yeah. the scores were 4-2 to two and 5-2 to two, uh, Friday and Saturday. And I think this was more of just a battle of attrition. It was, you know, Arizona is a very talented team. Yes. And they, even though they were, have gotten off to a slow start this season, they're they're finally, you know, turning into the, the machine that they are. Yep. And yep. Uh, they, they just wore CU down. Yeah. It was the, uh, you know, I thought CU, you know, they score two goals there in the third. So, you know, it's very easy to just pack it in. But the boys showed a little bit of fight. So, you know, kudos to them for that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, very, very easy. I mean, was it 3 nothing going into the uh, third? So, yep. you know, could have could have very easy to say, hey, not our night, move on. But, no, the Colorado showed some fights. So Battle back? Yeah, they battled back. And, yeah, I think Colorado's playing good right now. They're playing tough. They are, so. especially at home. And they, they yep. play well at home. And then uh, Friday was – I mean, Saturday was a 2-2 two to two game. And uh, then AS, uh, U of A just uh, decided to take care of business in the third and said, "We're going home. Let's get out of here with a W." Kind of, kind of a, kind of a recurring pattern there, right? Team it comes is. out, has a huge third period, and salts a game away, right? Yep, yep. So uh, U of A, 
um, you know, keeps themselves in contention for the conference lead uh, by taking two games with uh, with CU, and they got their road trip to the east out of the way. So now all of their games are going to be played. All of their conference games will be played against folks in the division. So uh, that that's that, that's good for U of A. And then hey, here's the one where you call the split. UNLV returning the favor. They went up to Utah earlier this year. Utah went down to uh, Vegas. And uh, I think, if I remember right, this was they came, This was when Utah was coming right off of their um, sweep of uh, Arizona. So Utah was just flying really high, and yep. they went down to Vegas thinking, hey, this is our year, and they got swept at Vegas. And so uh, now this is Vegas coming to Utah, and it was the same uh, kind of a similar result. UNLV wins 4-3, to three, but it goes to uh, overtime. And uh, then UNLV just comes out on Saturday and is just efficient and manhandles them, and it's a five to yep. one game. Let's go home with two dubs. Yeah, I thought I thought Utah though going to overtime on Friday. You know, here's another team kind of like Colorado we just talked about that's playing tough. You know, you gotta you gotta show up and be ready, or or they're gonna shock you, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of a. I mean, Utah had the lead. They had a they had a nice lead and um, late in the third. Well, not late, but let's say midway through the third. Yep. And then they allowed a shorthanded goal. Yeah. And then oh. let them let them tie it up, and then they came back and about halfway through overtime there and, and scored the game winner. Right. Got a, yeah. During that three on three, and there was just so much wide open space during the uh, during the three on three. So it was. Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I'm gonna say Utah. You know, I'll give it up to them in Colorado. They're those two teams are playing tough and. I think really kind of the two this past month, probably the two bigger surprises, just how the, how tight they've been playing games and all that with people. There, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. You know, you, the the thing, the frustrating thing with Utah, um, it, not from my perspective, but I'm sure it had to be from their perspective. Um, it's kind of like what you're talked, what you just talked about with GCU. There's some discipline issues. Yep. Um, because the thing, the the tide turned for Utah when um, uh, their goaltender uh, got booted from the game. Uh, because he took a uh, he took a, a, a major along with a game misconduct for grabbing someone's face yeah, mask. Grabbing face mask, yeah. And you know, goaltenders when they get a major in a game, they have to go serve it. Yep. Um, and so it was. Uh, <laughs> we we know that from Oklahoma all too well. <laughs> yes, P- we do. Penn State got hosed <laughs> at, at, at nationals. Yes, we did. Um, but uh, you know, had had the number one guy Anderson stayed in net, and I'm not putting the blame at, at, at all on the backup goaltender who had to come in, Adam Rosello. Um, but you just have to wonder what if. I mean, they had yep. the game, and you know, Anderson, Anderson has won some games for them. So you just got to wonder what if. Yeah, they were they were in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But hey, don't sleep on Utah, right? <laughs> don't sleep on Utah. Don't and don't sleep on Vegas. That's for darn sure. Another right. one. I'm telling you. Um, and we'll talk. We'll find out a little bit more about it here when you look at the computer rankings. But um, you know, the WCHL. I, obviously, I'm biased. But man, we've got five. I think it's fair to say we've got five really good teams, um, or let's just say four and a half really good teams out there on the west side of the division. Yep. Um, with the half being GCU, kind of being Jekyll and Hyde, and then we've got over on the over on the east side of the conference. Uh, let's say we've got uh, let's say we've got three really good teams, or no, no, let's say we've got three and a half really good teams. 
because uh, I think it's fair to say that Central Oklahoma and Missouri State are the two top dogs. Yep. And then your Oklahoma team, Colorado, and Colorado State all kind of do the Jekyll and Hyde thing that GCU is doing. Yep, you know, totally. Little inconsistent. Uh, they ha- they when they're on, they can be really, really good, and when they're not, they can you know they yep. can take it on the chin a little bit. Yeah, when they're kind of like, what do they say? When when you're good, you're really good, and when you're bad, you're really bad. Yeah, but you know, you you put all that together, and that's seven, eight really, really good teams here out of the yeah. out of the Western League out of ten. That's I'll take it. Not yeah. bad. And I mean, yeah, I mean, really, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit with the uh, ACHA standings and all that. But you know, you've got we've got some serious contenders to look at here to to win the whole thing. I think, and 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 a couple that could potentially be some spoilers coming up through there so yep yeah yeah all right well hey after that weekend we have uh, some new wchl standings uh missouri state is still in the number one position they have 30 points out of 12 uh they've played 12 games so they've only dropped six points those were the two they lost out at vegas arizona is uh, two points behind them in second place with 28 points Nevada, Las Vegas is in third place. Central Oklahoma is in fourth place. UNLV has 19 points. UCO has 18. Then we have Utah and Arizona State tied for the fifth position. They both have 15 points, although Arizona State has two games in hand on Utah. Then uh, comes Grand Canyon with uh, nine points, Colorado with seven points, uh, Colorado State with five, and Oklahoma with one point in the 10th position. So, um, Andrew, I think it's fair to say we probably won't be bringing the uh, conference trophy to the Blazers Ice Center. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, unless it's unless it's to deliver it to UCO. <laughs> well, don't don't want to. I mean, I think it's clear that you know we're just looking at how things are shaking out, and I'm not saying that. You know, teams don't need to keep playing, but um, yeah, it looks as if the further we go, um, you know, Grand Canyon, I'd say everybody from Arizona, Utah, I mean, Arizona State, Utah, Central Oklahoma, Vegas, Arizona, and Missouri State, they've all got a shot. Yeah. And I, and obviously know, that, Missouri State's in the driver's seat. When, when Missouri State comes down here in January, I believe it is, to play UCO, that is going to be a monster weekend right there. Yeah, there'll be a lot on the line. Missouri State is, has 30 points. They've got 12 games played. They've got three games in hand over the team right behind them. Yep. Um, uh, that being the Arizona Wildcats, the defending conference champion. So they're in a good spot. They just need to win the games they need to win. And, uh, yep. you know, don't, don't lose some of those games that they're supposed to win. And hopefully uh, – they, well, not hopefully, but if they do that, things will turn out the way they're supposed to for them. And hey, they're they're in control of their own destiny here, right? That they, they are. They they beat UCO twice, so that kind of separated them out there. So they're in the driver's seat, that's for sure. They yep. control their own destiny. They almost stubbed their toe against you guys against Oklahoma down at the Blazers Ice Center, but um, yes, they did. Yeah, they took care of business. If they could just take the nice thing is now they've got to go to Colorado. They've got to. They have Oklahoma at their place. They've got to go to Central, and then they're they're, they're done. Yep. For they, the, uh, I think they have Colorado. They they have home and home with Colorado left. Then they've got uh, at UCO, but and then they host Oklahoma. So nice. things are looking. They're lining up well for Missouri State. Uh, like I said, they their their destiny is in their own hands. Yeah, that UCO series is going to be monster coming up in January. It will, it will. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's. Uh, we've jabbled and babbled and uh, talked. Let's uh, talk for. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Letter Kenny. 
and uh, then we'll come back and talk standings, rankings, and uh, whatever else. Get some predictions, maybe. There you go. I don't. You don't have any stats, do you? I do. I always got stats. You know me. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's hear some garbage. Hold on. Couple of dangles. Celebrate the biscuit a little. Couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmel. It doesn't count unless you go Pardownski. Game face is on. It's our first day of senior hockey, bud. Well, first impression's a lasting one, bro. You ready for this, bud? Uh, four check, back check, pay check, bro. Ding. All right, we got time for a few questions here. We got a plane to catch. Johnny, another tough loss for the club. Fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. Tell us what went wrong out there. We got to have four lines banging, banging bodies all night long, uh, getting pucks out, keeping it simple. Mike, this loss puts you guys in the last place in the West. The coach's job is on the line. What's the solution here? Well, you know, we can start by staying out of the box. We'll play a discipline game out there, pretty simple stuff. Uh, but we're frustrated here right now. We're frustrated bunch. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, that someone's got to wear it, and it's usually the coach. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to uh, the guys in this room to uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, win some hockey games. Johnny, you were recently photographed in a Florida strip club snorting cocaine off a transvestite prostitute's breasts. What's the story there? Four lines. Four lines. Four lines of cocaine? You gotta have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies. Doing the little things right. Mike, where does your, um, this is off topic, I know, but uh, where does your sexual preference tends towards men? Um, would you like to speak to that? No, you can't always be in the box, you know. Can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes one way or another. You know, finding those pockets out there. So, you know, we got to uh, just keep working hard, get, uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and, uh, you know, win some hockey games. Johnny, true, you admitted <clears throat> yourself to a Colorado hospital with a gerbil inside your anal cavity. Well, you got to get it out right. Uh, you got to clear your own zone. Uh, you get in trouble, you gotta get those pucks high hard off the glass. Mike, rumor is that there's a sexually transmitted fungal infection going on amongst the coaching staff. Who's to blame for that? Ultimately, it's on the players. Uh, ultimately, it's on the guys in this room. It's where it starts. Uh, it's like I said, you know, it's too bad that somebody's gotta wear it. It's usually the coach. But, uh, you know, we got a good group of guys in this room, a group of guys who likes to bounce back after something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, it's on the players to uh, get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Get pucks in the net. Get pucks in the net. And, uh, and win some hockey games. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Alrighty, Andrew. Boy, that was uh, almost kind of painful to have to listen to. How about that? I'm telling you, the uh, the guys from Letterkenny, we, we you know, <laughs> we gotta we gotta see if we can get uh, Derry or somebody on the podcast. And oh, uh, there. They're hysterical, aren't they? I'm telling you, they're uh, it's it's fun stuff to watch, and uh, you know it's probably out of our league if we try to get uh, Katie or if we try to get uh, what's the uh, what's the other girl? Uh, K- uh, God, I just had her name, uh, Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie, yes. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, get them, get them on here to talk a little bit of Ameri- the difference between American hockey and Canadian hockey. I'm sure we'll get the old Canadian all slant all the time, but uh, oh, totally, totally, yeah, whatever. They're they're God's gift to hockey, right? <laughs> they're fun just, to watch. That's it. It's a great little them. show. <laughs> it is a good show. You know, I wish we could have some drops with Shorzy, but uh, unfortunately, this is a family. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. unfortunately for uh, for for Shorzy, this is a family uh, uh, friendly podcast, and most of what Shorzy has to say is not family friendly. Yeah, we, uh, although it is d- deeply hilarious. So. <laughs> do, we, do we call this family friendly, or do we call it 
family friendly ish family friendly ish yeah <laughs> well it depends on what the ish means if, if it means yeah. what you and i think it means it's kind of maybe family friendly <laughs> if it means the ish and what the other kids think the ish means these days i don't know maybe they, they just think this podcast is ish That's but right. uh yikes I, you know there's a whole different uh, uh vocabulary out there there's a whole different dialect that i'm not yeah. familiar with that millennial that, dialect and we can get ourselves in trouble quickly with it too that's for sure oh yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you right now here's here's what i'm here's the thing i'm dealing with i don't know the difference between dating and talking what does it mean when someone is huh. just talking with someone huh. versus whether they are dating somebody i don't know where, where what's the threshold that you cross over um <laughs> to turn something from talking into dating or vice versa the so, uh the uh, being dads of girls, I don't know if we want to know the difference between talking and dating. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Oh, I, I'm 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 right there with you, but yeah. it's 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 a totally different vernacular. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, anyways, <laughs> hey, uh, the the one vernacular the ACHA likes it comes out every Wednesday around noontime uh, Eastern, cent- eleven time uh, eleven in the morning Central Time, our time, and that is the ACHA Men's Division One ranking. It's still the computer, and it's still kind of uh, funky. It's still flux in flux because things there's still quite a bit of movement. Um, yes, there is. Which is. Um, Oh, I guess you can say it's kind of kind of wild. So hey, let's go through it. Arizona, uh, Arizona State, Utah find themselves in the top twenty-five along with Nevada, Las Vegas, Central Oklahoma, Missouri State. Nevada, Las Vegas, it comes in at number five. They move up three spots from number eight. Which is kind of surprising after an OT win and and just an outright win, right? Yeah, but I you know people tend to look at that and they and they they and they're like, well, what happened? Right, but they got to remember it's not just what you did on the ice; it's what yeah, you it's did what on the ice and what everybody else did on the yep. ice, especially yep. your opponents. So Vegas takes care of Utah, um, but you know they've also played Arizona State. Arizona State had a pretty good little weekend, and so yep. Vegas gets the benefit of that. ASU, Illinois uh, did pretty good recently, and Vegas took care of Illinois. So you know that takes that that helps out a little bit too. So. Everything is a, is cumulative, and all those wins and uh, you know just because you won doesn't mean you're going to move up or down. It's going to mean you know uh, your your opponent. Well, look, let's look at let's look at Missouri State. Uh, Central Oklahoma moved up from uh, number nine to number two. Missouri State dropped from number six to number eight. Yep. You know they did nothing wrong. They beat Colorado State twice. They, yep, they did their business right, but they dropped. But they dropped, and that's because, you know, uh, I, th- I think you can say it's because, you know, Lindenwood, a team that pasted Missouri State, well, I shouldn't say pasted, beat them pretty good, what, handily five, six goals, something like that, yep. Yep. Um, went out and took care of business. Yep. And, uh, you know, but they ended up, Lindenwood ended up tying in one of their games against Iowa State. So you look around, um, Missouri State has also played um i'm just trying to think of who else they've also played because they've played central oklahoma central oklahoma played mckendry uh you know and so that strength of schedule you would think hurt central oklahoma but central oklahoma then uh you know makes up for it with the goal differential yep and blows them out right and, and then- takes care of business so it's um uh, and you also have to look at the opponents right uh missouri state has played Colorado State four times and has beat them four times, and Colorado State is ranked what they're now in the thirties, low yeah. mid thirties. Yep, yeah, low thirties, I believe. 
So, um, you know, and they're they're winning the games by what three goals, four goals, as opposed to the seven goals that the computer thinks that that they need to right. Yeah, to that, so to get that max there. Yeah, it's it's not just what you've done; it's what you're doing and who you're playing, and you know what everybody else is doing as well. So yeah, you can't you can't forget this this rankings thing. It's almost like a living organism, right? It, that's absolutely it right. Breathes and moves and all of that. You just gotta. Sit back and, and win hockey games, right? It's, it's weird. It's weird. But a couple of years ago, and, and I can say this because now it's a couple of years after the fact. A couple of years ago when the official games were, uh, uh, official scores were reported, we missed a score. And it was because the game wasn't in the system. But we yeah. missed a score. When we put that, when we found that we missed the score, when we put it into the system, it moved it didn't affect any of the two teams that that uh, that played. But it moved everybody else. It moved like five teams that were somewhere between ten to eighteen, and it didn't move them much, but it shuffled them around. And it was weird because it was like a Rutgers at uh, Lehigh type of a game, and it had no effect whatsoever on Rutgers or Lehigh because they were both you know somewhere in the forties at the time. But it messed around with the order of the teams that were like 15 through 18. And again, that's because people were, you know, there were tiebreakers and it's just weird. So, but you're, I think that's a very good example for you to say that it's a living organism. It's a living organism. Just sit back and watch it breathe, right? Yep. Okay. So Vegas, UNLV number five, Central is number seven, Missouri State number eight. Arizona moves up five spots from number 19 and number 14, Arizona State. Excuse me, Arizona State was the big mover of the weekend. They moved up 10 spots in theory. Yes. All the way from no, not in the rankings, all the way up to number 15. And then uh, Utah moved up three spots uh, to uh, uh, from number 21 to number 18. So we have six teams in the top 20. And we're right on the cusp because the computer says Grand Canyon is number 26. Colorado is number 27. Andrews, Oklahoma Sooners are number 33, and Colorado State is number 35. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, six, eight teams, if you will, in the top 30. Um, You know, all 10 in the top half of ACHA Men's Division One. Nothing wrong with that, right? Not too bad for a little conference out west, I'd say. Nope, nope. And I think, uh, you know, kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier, you know, I think you got three heavy contenders here in uh, UNLV, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State that could make a run at this whole thing here. You know, if it kind of stays the way it is, with Arizona and Arizona State kind of hanging back there in that fourteen, fifteen slot, they're going to be they're going to be playing the spoiler role coming in here, playing playing these top level teams, and they and we all know they can hang. So, I think uh, I think when we get to the final tournament, I think. The WCHL is going to make quite a splash this season. I hope you're right. Opinion. I hope you're right. I, yeah, yeah, just my gut feeling. And but yeah, no, I think those three teams are are destined to uh, have a good finish off to the uh, season here. And if it stays the way it is, I think Arizona, Arizona State, they could be playing spoiler and and make a run at it too. So should be interesting. Yep, yep. I'm 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 uh, I'm hopeful that we're going to have uh, five teams in the field of twenty. That would be nice to have five yes, teams it, at nationals. Yes, it would. And um, hey, from your lips to God's ears, that uh, one of those five teams will end up taking it all this season. So uh, yes. if if we know anything, we're again, you and I, we're not hockey guys. Yeah, no. It's, but we know that the hockey gods do exist, and yes, they do. you know, right now everybody is kowtowing and giving it to uh, giving the championship to Lindenwood. Um, 
you know, or, or, you know, Adrian or Minot or some combination, one of those three, but mostly everyone's saying, oh, Linda Wood's going to walk and take care of it. Uh, but the hockey gods are out there and they're listening and they're paying just, attention. And, um, just, just remember cheaters never prosper. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, Hey, on that note, um, do we have any, uh, stats or analytics that Andrew wants to well, wow us well, with? Well, 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 here we go. It's time for Andrew stats and analytics today. Andrew brought to you by grape Gatorade. There you go. The, uh, so we need to give a couple shout-outs here in the stats and uh, analytics category. Yeah. Let's give a big shout-out to uh, the captain out there at the University of Arizona, Anthony Cusinelli. Mm-hmm. He, he scored his 150th career point in the ACHA Saturday night. He has played 110 games, scoring 72 goals and 78 assists. How so, wild is that? Yeah, so... Kudos to him for 150 points in his career out there so far. Coos is a hell of a player, and it does seem as if he's just starting to warm things up a little bit. Yep, yep, getting getting back on the horse, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Yep, so uh, now let's talk uh, everybody else here. So <laughs> po- points leader in the uh, in the WCHL right now, still uh, number 19, Vicali Michaela from UCO. He is... Uh, Sitting with 29 points, and he is eight overall in the ACHA in the total points. Huh. The, uh, our goal leader is said number 19, Mr. Vitaly Michaela from UCO. He is first overall with 19 goals in the ACHA. One ahead of, oh, God bless. I don't remember who he's a, He's the second place guy has 18 goals. <laughs> I don't remember. It's, I think he's from Adrian. I didn't write it down. I think he's from Adrian. All right. Uh, I, I trust you. Yep. Yep. So, uh, and here we go again. Has This hasn't changed much this season for us. Our assist leader is still number 28, Carter Ahoff from UCO. Yeah. He is 20th overall in the ACHA with 14 assists. The, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, our PIMS leader is Grand Canyon's number seven, Dylan Dent. He's seventh overall in the ACHA with 55 penalty minutes in 12 games. Whoa. And I think that's the same kid that was the leader last time we talked about penalty minute <laughs> leaders. I think. I, I'd have right. to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure it was. And then uh, throwing a little bit of uh, sun to our uh, goaltenders. Five-game minimum is what I base it on. Yeah. And our save percentage leader is number 50, Bailey Stevens from Missouri State. He ranks 18th overall in the ACHA with a .932 save percentage through 10 games played. Very nice. So there you have it. It probably explains a little bit why Missouri State is uh, in first place. And yep. um, with, with Mikhailov and Iha, um, you know, it, with goals and assists, um, explains why UCO is right on their heels in third place in the conference. Yep. So uh, very, very yeah. nice. The, the wild thing is Mikhailov played against McKendry, and he's got a couple of goals on the weekend. Yeah, I think he had, what, two goals maybe, I think, is what it, it was. Yeah, and Iha did not play, and he's still leading the conference in assists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, 14. That's, I mean, and he was, he, you know, he was, he probably benefited a little bit from playing with uh, Mikhailov on that four-game hat trick streak that he was on. So he, he, he gained, garnered some points from that, you know? Very good, very good. All right, so there you go. There's Andrew's stats and analytics. 
brought to you today by uh, Hefty Slider Freezer Bags, the gallon size oh. variety. I'm telling you what, oh. I told you I'm getting ready for, uh, for for Thanksgiving. I almost said Halloween, oh. but I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. You know when I say that, I'm just looking at garbage that's here on the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, I've got a... I've got a plastic cup here, a bunch of office supplies. You know, you don't hear any of my stuff in my office. I could have said, you know, brought to you by Bear Aspirin or, uh, you know, Prilosec Ace. Uh, what, what is this? No, Pepsid AC. Huh. Well, uh, here we go. I, but I, I didn't want to embarrass anybody else in my house. Yeah. Uh, well, here we go. So the, that stats was brought to you by Rodan and Fields Essentials Daily Body Moisturizer. Oh, God. Now you're going to do you know, you're going to do advertisements for your wife. <laughs> there you oh, go. Jeez. There you go. All right, Andrew. Let's. Uh, it's time for some predictions. Uh, we got a lot of games, a lot of teams in action this weekend. Yes. Starting on Thursday night, the men's Division Two team, the Oregon Ducks. They, you know, they think they have the best jersey and all. I think they were voted by ESPN as having the best jersey in the ACHA. Not a chance. It's uh, Nike. Not, not a chance. The men's two Oregon is coming down to the desert. They're going to take on Grand Canyon on Thursday evening. What do you think is going to happen there? Now, I'll tell you, Oregon thinks they're pretty good. Um, well, so, And they're playing Grand Canyon. Well, what, what's just, going to happen? Just so you know, I have Grand Canyon written down on my stat sheet here with three exclamation points behind it. <laughs> Does that mean so, they're going to win three games worth of games in one game in 60 minutes? Yeah, uh, all Grand Canyon here. All righty, I like that. I like that. Hey, on Friday and Saturday, we've got some uh, WCHL games going on. Uh, Central Oklahoma is going to go up to my favorite place in all of the world, uh, Fort Collins, America, to take on the Rams at Epic. And uh, how do you think that, that series is going to go, Broncos versus Rams? Um, with knowing what's on the line, I think. Coach Rivera will have those boys ready. I'm calling the UCO sweep here. I think Cam Loran might be in attendance at one of those games. Oh boy! I know. I think we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to get. Maybe we can get an in-depth report from her when she uh, when she comes home for Thanksgiving. There you go. Uh, Utah on Friday and Saturday will be at Grand Canyon. So how about Grand Canyon? They're playing Men's Division Two Oregon on Thursday, and then they're taking on Utah Friday and Saturday. I like it. I what like do you? It. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm calling a split here. A split between Utah and Green Canyon. That's probably, yeah, because, uh, you know, if I was playing Utah, I don't know that I'd be playing a game on Thursday night. Hey, I'm, I'm all in. I, I tried doing it last week and just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, hey, speaking of the team that you tried doing it against last week, um, they're going to be hosting, uh, that's McKendry from the B Conference. Uh, they're going to be hosting uh, Missouri State up there in uh, Lebanon, Illinois. Actually, I think it's at East Alton. I don't, you know, let me find out. While you're telling me what's going to happen, I'm going to find out where the McKendry Metro Recplex is. The, uh, I am, if McKendry can get their goalies back on the mend and get them out on the ice, uh-huh. I am going to say it's not going to be much different from this past weekend, and it's going to be all Missouri State. So a most state sweep, and I'm here to tell you that the McKendry Metro Recplex is in O'Fallon, Illinois. McKendry University itself is in Lebanon, Illinois. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, continuing the WCHL uh, information, uh, the Colorado Buffs are driving down from Boulder. They're going to take on your Sooners on Friday and Saturday night at the scenic Blazers Ice Center. 
held together with bubble gum and scotch tape, courtesy of no Andrew doubt. Major Kurth. There's no doubt. I'll bring, a, I think, free admission if you bring a roll of bailing wire to help out the Zamboni. <laughs> you well, know, it's it's Thanksgiving, so normally you ask for like a can drive, a canned food drive, but at the Blazers Ice Center, it's a bailing, a spool of bailing wire, I, please. I, I am going to surprise you when you walk into the incomparable Blazers Ice Center this weekend. <laughs> the incomparable. I love it. <laughs> and and I, I am going to have two Zambonis working this weekend. No. How about that? No, wait a second. How about that? Are these the like the miniature variety working on the like the ticket counter um, no, no, that no, are no. just moving around while I buy my ticket, or are they actually going to be on the ice? No, 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 no. This is this is the one that I bought like three months ago that I still haven't got to start yet, but it's going to be going by this weekend. <laughs> you, you sit back and watch. All right. So here, the first prediction for this weekend: two Zams. Yep. Uh, two, and here, I better write this down: two Zams at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about the same time because it would take that would mean me getting out there also. So I don't think that's going to happen. You're going to have to take the battery from one to put it in the other to get yeah. the other one to go. Yeah, no, yeah only one driver this weekend. Not All right. Out there. All right. So, so yeah. two Zams, and then, uh, but how are the games going to turn out, Andrew? I, I am going to say that this is going to be a split on the weekend. Oh, man. Andrew, you realize you're the general manager for the team. They're going to hear this, and you're going to walk into the locker room, and they're just going to shoot daggers at you. Hey, hey, my, we'll set the record straight here. When my boys aren't on the ice practicing or playing, they're either in class or at study hall. They're not, they don't have time to listen to this podcast. They're, <laughs> they're either in class or at study hall. They, they don't have time to mess around here. All right. <laughs> all right. Hey, on Saturday, um, uh, men's division two, Oregon is going to be taking on the uh, Wildcats of Arizona down at the Tucson Convention Center. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? This will be Oregon's third game in three days, by the way. They'll play GCU on Thursday. They're playing Division Two Arizona State Friday night. Then they're playing Division One Arizona Saturday. We only care about the Thursday, Friday, uh, Thursday, Saturday games. So, suck it to me. Welcome to Big Boy Division One hockey, all Arizona. Put three exclamation points after that one. That's right. And then the other two teams um, from the WCHL that are in action this weekend, it's Arizona State and UNLV. They're going to take part in an event that's taking place in Chicago, hosted by the University of Illinois. It's called the Chicago Classic, and it has eight teams. There's ASU, UNLV, Illinois, Rhode Island, Adrian, Minot, Liberty, and Davenport. Eight teams are playing, and the format, the way this goes, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's good or bad. Let's just say it's unique for this time of the year. Winners play the winners, and losers play the losers. So if you win on if you win on Saturday, you I mean, if you win on Friday, you play the winners on Saturday. And then I'm going to presume the winners on Saturday play the winners play. For, on, sun, on Sunday. Nice. Um, you know, I, I I can only hope that at some point in time, if it turns out this way, that Arizona State and UNLV do not play one another at this event. <laughs> right. Um, but knowing who's running it, there's a strong possibility that might happen. Um, but anyways, hey, on Friday night, the uh, so we don't know who's, who's playing who on Saturday or Sunday, but we do know on Friday, Arizona State is playing Minot State. Number one, Minot. I am... Gonna say Arizona State on this one. Ooh, I would love an ASU upset victory. So Andrew says ASU, and then UNLV is going to take on uh, Adrian on Friday afternoon. And Adrian is number six, numero six oh, the former number oh one oh. 
Adrian is just saddled with playing in a really bad conference. That Great Lakes League just yeah, just drags him drags him down. I don't, I don't think it matters what conference they play in this weekend. I think they're going to take a big L to UNLV. Well, I hope you're right. All right, so you're going to say UNLV and ASU are going to play uh, play on Saturday and hopefully in the winner's bracket, and hopefully they won't play one another. Yeah, hopefully they stay away from each other. But, yeah, I think they'll win on Friday for sure. The other two games are going to be um, Illinois is playing Rhode Island, and that means Davenport and Liberty are uh, playing on Friday. Uh, what do you think is uh, – what do you think is going to happen in those games? And th- these won't count in the rankings or in in your statistics, your win loss record, Andrew. I'm just asking. Yeah. So we got Illinois, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. That's all Ill- Illinois on that one. Yep. And then uh, what, Dev- what, what Devon, Devonport, Devonport, Liberty. Oh, all Liberty for sure. Yeah. 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 My 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 thinking is. Um, I, I, when I looked at that thing and just seeing who was hosting it and seeing who the first game was, I was like, "Uh huh, these guys are looking. They're they're bringing big names in, but they're trying to avoid the big names." Yep. Um. So uh, by taking on URI to begin with, I was like, "Yeah, that's not how it works." But whatever. The uh, I got I got a shocker for you from around the ACHA. Sock it to me. Friday night. Who do you think beat Ohio again? <laughs> uh, Liberty. Liberty beat Ohio again on Friday. Yeah. And I can't see what they did on Saturday because the score is not in the website. Well, I can tell you what happened on Saturday. Liberty beat Ohio again. I don't think so. I think Ohio, here, I'm going to get to it while we're jibber-jabbering away, but I'm 99% sure that Ohio took care of business and shocked Liberty, but I believe it was, yeah, Ohio beat Liberty 3-2 in regulation. Oh, second second time they beat him in uh, two years now. Yeah, exactly. I think the first game, the, <laughs> the, if here I'm, I'm trying to scroll to it, scroll to it. Yeah, the first game was Liberty four to one over Ohio, and then uh, Ohio, uh, you know, got one past them two to one. Uh, I mean three to two on Saturday. So yeah, there you go. I would just quit playing Liberty if I was them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot going on there, so. Hey, uh, okay, so there's your predictions. Uh, yep. Andrew says Grand Canyon over Oregon, Arizona over Oregon. So, uh, And then he says UCO will sweep CSU. He says Utah will split with GCU. Missouri State will sweep McKendry. Uh, Colorado and Oklahoma, amazingly, Andrew says they'll split. And then uh, in the first day of the Chicago Classic up at uh, the Fifth Third Arena, explain that one to me, the Fifth Third. That's, that makes my head hurt just thinking yeah. of math. Um, he says Arizona State will shock the world and uh, beat number one Minot, which is great. He says UNLV will uh, shock Adrian and beat number six Adrian. That's great. He says Illinois will take on uh, Rhode Island and beat them and that Liberty will beat Davenport. But those two games won't count in Andrew's rankings because they're not in the conference. All right, Andrew, what else do we got to uh, to talk about here? Anything? The, uh, well, you know, it's just so happens to be a big day. If you are an Oki like myself, oh no! And I'm going to see if you know what I'm talking about here. If it's a big day to be an Oki, what would I be in reference to? A big day to be an Oki. Um, what they came out with a new a new flavor of Nihai drinks. No, not a chance. Okay, not a chance. Tiger King number two. Oh geez. Officially out on Netflix today. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am beyond excited about this, and I am 50-50 on whether I'm going to work tomorrow or not, or if I'm going to stay here and, and binge watch. 
Tiger King 2. How about that? I I have to believe that Tiger King 2 will pale, like most sequels, will pale in comparison to uh, the originality and the... Uh, <laughs> the the hilarity that was tiger king one i i will be right there i will give you a play-by-play of my analysis of it but i can hardly wait to get started on it you know the tiger king hit at the right time during the pandemic because we were all at home Uh, we were all just chomping for something fun to watch and here comes the train wreck (laughs) that is joe maldonado oh man it is it is quality it is quality wow i i read somewhere where where uh carol baskin i was going to call her what joe calls her that, that, <laughs> that bitch. um uh but uh where she sued netflix to try to get uh them to to quit uh showing tiger king 2 yes uh, because she said that it was uh they taped her under uh not false pretenses, but, um, you know, misrepresentations. Yeah, yeah. Shocker of all shockers, Carol Baskin is not as innocent as she wants you to believe. No. <laughs> Shocker uh, of all shockers. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm sure this will have a lot of uh, Jeff Lowe and, uh, oh, and his lovely wife, Lauren, who has an OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Uh, I'm, I'm, why, why am I not surprised you're excited to watch that garbage? Uh, people, well, I mean... The uh, how could you not? And people always ask on a scale of Thunder basketball to Tiger King, how oaky are you? So you know you got to figure out where on that scale, where are you at on there? You know. Yeah, I definitely lean basketball. <laughs> I definitely lean basketball. I can't tell you how many times I get. I I don't know about you, Andrew, but I can't tell you how many times people from around the country hit me up and texted me and said, "Have you been to this place? Do you, do you know this guy?" And I'm like, I've driven by it many, 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 many times, and no, thank God, I don't know this guy. I, I, yeah, I've never, I was never out at his zoo, so that he calls it. Yep. But I have seen him at the uh, city parade, Christmas parade in Norman, a couple times. <laughs> Joe Exotic standing on top of a tiger cage with a six shooter on his hip, and him just kind of up there dancing like Joe Maldonado dances, right? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, what a deal. How about that? How about that? Well, hey, Andrew, I hope you go to work tomorrow. Um, uh, not, I, a, not, a ch- not a chance. I don't think not the Tiger ch- King is worth skipping work for. Not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, how many times did we sit around and watch Jersey Shore? This is just an Oklahoma version of that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's all no, it is. No, oh. no. There's no Snooky. There's no Jay Wow. There's... Oh. There's, there, there's all the, the Oklahoma there's the Oklahoma Snooky on there so all all there is is Ronnie's there's just <laughs> yeah. Tiger King is just a show full of Oklahoma oh, Ronnie's oh my lord boring oh my gosh I'm so excited I tried to talk my wife into watching half of the first episode before we got started on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my gosh and and she said no I was I was disappointed in her well you should be used to hearing no from her so <laughs> yeah. All right, Tiger King. Interesting. Well, Andrew, here, I'm, I'm going to bring some uh, quality back to the podcast here. <laughs> um, I, I want to just bring everyone's attention to something, and hopefully we can get uh, the people from the, around the WCHL to uh, get behind the uh, Colorado State Rams. They're a finalist in a giveaway that's being promoted by TJ Oshie and his Tylo team. Um, what they're doing is uh, there are five teams or five organizations that have been um, that are going to win a this this uh, like a team giveaway package from Tylo, which is affiliated with TJ Oshie, 
And nice. it's it's uh, Colorado State. It's Egan Boys Varsity Hockey. Don't know who they are. Um, it's Evanston uh, Wild Kits Varsity High School. I got to believe that's Evanston, Illinois. The Montgomery Blue Devils, the Forest Lake Rangers, and then the St. Louis Junior Blues. Huh. So I think we got three high school teams, four high school teams, um, CSU, ACHA, and then the St. Louis Junior Blues from the NA. Yep. And um, so I think it's really going to come down to CSU and St. Louis. And I, I've the WCHL pod has retweeted that tweet. The WCHL uh, Twitter account has retweeted that tweet. If you're listening to this podcast, please uh, do what you can. Uh, enter your name and your uh, email address to um, uh, to uh, and then vote for Colorado State in this team giveaway. Uh, they're one of the six finalists, and uh, it would be very cool for an ACHA team, but also for a, uh, for especially for a WCHL team from the ACHA to win this yeah. contest put on by uh, TJ Oshie and uh, his his good folks at Tylo. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll put that, I'll, I'll retweet it again on the uh, WCHL account and also on the uh, yeah. WCHL pod account. And, you know, being the communications guy for the ACHA, I might even find a way to get it onto the ACHA website. And, uh, hey, you, you tell me where to sign up and, and I am in. There we go. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think that would work. That's good stuff. Yeah. I, the CSU needs it and uh, good, good for them. I had no clue this thing even existed, but uh, yeah. Good for those guys, and let's uh, let's do what we can to uh, to get behind it and help those guys out. Exactly, I'm in. You tell me where to sign up. I'm in. We've got a lot of conference movement. We talked about it last week. Maryville from the B Conference is off to the Central States League. It was announced a couple of days later that uh, the B Conference was going to take on the University of Jamestown. The Jimmies from Jamestown, North Dakota, are going to join little, the B Conference. Good little pickup there. Not bad at all. So uh, Dean Stork will, and his gang of Jimmies will be. Uh, I can no longer make fun of the Jimmies being just chocolate sprinkles on my ice cream from Brigham's, because um, <laughs> now they'll be in the B Conference. And I can tell you that um, there'll be some more additions to the B Conference here probably pretty soon. Uh, not for, maybe not for next season, but uh, for seasons going forward. Hey, I. Uh, you know what? This is this is my take on it, and yeah. I'll and I'll and I'll probably get some some grief for it, but. You know, you're adding Jamestown that's been to nationals a couple of times, earned their spot to nationals, adding them to the B conference and yep. uh, sending a team out that, that hasn't been at nationals. So, hey. Ooh, well, they were at nationals last year. They Imp- just got smoked. Technicality. The, uh, <laughs> Im- Im- improvement. Improvement on the B conference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate that. Um, we'll, uh, I'll tell you, give you a hint of maybe another improvement coming to the B conference. The men's Division Two national champions. Ooh, can't say a word about it. But, Ooh. but, but, adding anytime you add a national champion, no matter what level, they're doing something right. So yep. There's a yep, and there there's there were uh, five applications submitted for uh, uh, Division One membership for uh, the twenty two twenty three season, and it's my understanding that. Uh, Decisions have been made, and I don't know if notifications have been made yet, but um, it should be interesting. I think we'll see some interesting movement here in the West. Not that it'll affect the Western Collegiate Hockey League, but uh, it could affect um, the number of teams that are out here in the West. So that's Ooh boy, yeah, kind Quite of interesting. The teaser. Quite the teaser. Yeah, yeah. How does uh, San Diego in January sound? 
<laughs> Sounds better than Norman, Oklahoma in January. Or, <laughs> I know that. Or Eugene, Oregon in January. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or New Jersey or uh, or wherever the heck Purdue Northwest is. Yeah, you you signed me up for New Jersey. I am there every time. <laughs> New Jersey, whatever. You're not going there. Uh, so anyways, hopefully that, that information will be coming uh, officially out next week. Um, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. You know what? There was one other thing that I wanted to mention. Um, oh, I can't, I can't believe we didn't mention it earlier. The University of Arizona has really been uh, teasing online. They've been teasing some sort of gigantic big announcement coming on December the 3rd. So, uh, you know, I they, guess we ought to pay attention to that. Are they joining the MCH? <laughs> they could, maybe that's what it is. Making, making their announcement. <laughs> <laughs> they're leaving the Western League and going to the they're going to the B Conference. <laughs> that could be. You know, oh, I was boy. I was trying to think. You know, what what could it be? Um, could it be? Um, you know, new, could, a new specialty jersey for second semester? Maybe that's what I was thinking. New uniforms. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were going to announce a different mascot. Maybe. Maybe it was going to uh, announce some uh, new additions to their uh, to their Hall of Fame. You know, the University of Arizona has only been around. Uh, hockey has only been around for like fifty years. Um, so they've got plenty of folks to uh, to to honor. Um, maybe it's uh, maybe they're going to honor their former coach Leo Golombieski. <laughs> It'll be everybody dress in black night and honor Leo Golombieski. Yeah, yeah. Black jeans, black t-shirts, and uh, maybe maybe some. Uh, I've, I've, always, I've always heard a lot of stories about Coach Leo. Yeah, maybe everyone just stumbles around the arena and yells and cusses at people. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll, they'll call it a Leo, a Leo tribute night. <laughs> I don't know. I've always, I've always heard a lot of Leo stories. Well, anyways, hey, interesting. Uh, I don't know what the uh, what the tease is. Um, and I'm willing to wait though until December 3rd. So, yeah, uh, yeah. see what they got up their sleeve, right? Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of big. So that'll be, that'll be awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would ask coach Berman, uh, to, to tell me, but he went on some, uh, other podcasts, some, you know, the ABCD EFG podcast. Uh, you know. Um, they're good guys. I give them a hard time. Um, he went yeah. over there and he teased it and uh, I was, I was giving him a hard time. Cause I was like, dude, you're, you're teasing this stuff. And, you know, you're, you're one of them. Yeah, I know he's trying to he's trying to build some uh, excitement and anxiety, but come on, man. Conference has its own podcast. He's it there, right? Well, I'll I'll end up blabbing it, so he's probably good to not come out here on this one because right. I'll end up talking about it. Yeah, you know what they say: you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah, so. it's probably best not to deal with yeah. the stupid commissioner on that one because <laughs> <laughs> he he'll blab it but, long before December third. What a walking blunder that is, right? Exactly. So that's that's why Coach Berman is so smart to avoid to avoid this cheesy podcast. So, hey, no, we're just uh, so. Anyways, we're this is winding up. This is going to be the last weekend of games before uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. Yep. And uh, while the hockey will be taking the weekend off, we won't. We'll still be here. That's right. And uh, we'll go over the uh, Andrew's results from uh, all of his predictions. And we'll also hopefully be able to talk about a great uh, time for ASU and UNLV up at the Chicago Classic. Yep. And uh, then, you know, then we can officially talk about Christmas, Andrew. Because well, yeah. by then, Thanksgiving will be here. 
I'll, I'll make sure I have my Christmas lights on and the, the Christmas tree lit up in the <laughs> office for you. <laughs> and you can tell us all about the Tiger King, too. Oh, I'm in. I'll, oh. have, I'll, have, it, I'll have as much to watch by then. So. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All righty, Andrew. Hey, let's let's get out of here. I want to thank everybody for paying attention and for suffering this far through the podcast and through uh, Andrew and me gibbering and jabbering away. Uh, follow the WCHL online. It's at westernchl.com, although it really hasn't been updated yet. I need to talk to the Utah guys about that. Uh, but the Twitter account is just blazing. It's at twitter.com slash westernchl. You can also follow the WCHL podcast on Twitter at WCHL pod. That's WCHL pod. Andrew is on Twitter. His Twitter handle is stickford am. That is S T I C K F O R D A M. I'm on Twitter at CJPNOKLA. That's CJPINOKLA. Andrew's uh, Twitter account will be filled with uh, Burt's and Farps and, uh, <laughs> you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, juvenile jokes. My, my Carol Baskin memes, the whole nine <laughs> yards, right? <laughs> my Twitter feed will be filled with uh, immigration law rants and... Um, I might have some burps and farts in there too. So you never know. I'm kind of immature, but uh, I, anyways, uh, give us a follow. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this garbage and to this craptastic podcast. All 14 of you. I think we're up to 14 listeners now. Yeah, we should, we should be by now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyways, uh, we, we look forward to uh, uh, talking to you guys next week. More importantly, we look forward to seeing everybody at the rink. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to get out and uh, watch your team live in action at the rink. And if not, uh, check them out online. It should be kind of fun. And uh, hopefully the ASU games and the UNLV games up in Chicago will have a broadcast. I'm not going to hold my breath because of uh, who's hosting that. But hopefully they'll have their act together or they'll find a way to get it together. And uh, yeah, yeah. Andrew, anything else to, to say before we get out of here? That's that's all I got for you. Man, I'm probably going to get yelled at for a lot of the garbage I've talked about today, huh? <laughs> that's all right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get a Christmas card from Illinois, huh? Won't be the first time, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I get. I'll get over it. All right, Andrew. I'm hitting the button. Yep. Get us out of here. All right. Hey, everybody. Get out there. Enjoy some quality hockey this weekend. Support your teams. Be safe. Take care of each other. Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Hold on. Hold on. What in the? You're what, throwing me off. What, here, what did I do? What is going on here? I hit the I'm good and the bad and the ugly. What? We're going to fight somebody. We're proving. <laughs> What a what a crappy podcast this is! I, I don't even have the fight. right we don't even have the right the intro song lined up. I was getting ready to fight my desk clamp sitting here. Staring <laughs> at me. Take two. Here we go. <laughs> but hey, like I said a while ago, get out there, watch some quality hockey, take care of each other, and we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>